Well, today we're going to continue to focus on the ways in which God has worked for our salvation, for our wholeness, for fullness of life, and for the restoration and blessing of all creation. And I know at a time such as this, certainly when these podcasts are being released as the coronavirus uh, sweeps the world, that many lose hope in that fact. But the good news that we will hear today is that God has already done everything that's necessary for wholeness and goodness and life and for God's grace to be experienced amongst us. So that episode between Ellen and I is coming up next. So Dion, Mary sings this song and uh, she speaks about this God who shows mercy even to her and how God um, brings up the lowly and uh, brings down the wealthy. I don't know if you noticed, Dion, did you notice the tense that was used in Mary's song? No, I didn't. I wasn't paying that much attention. She sings the song in the past tense. Mm. So she says, the Lord has brought down the powerful. The Lord has lifted up the lowly. The Lord has filled the hungry with good things. The Lord has sent the rich away empty. Hmm. Isn't that incredible? That is remarkable. Now, remember prophets. When we discuss prophets, we said that prophets have special eyes. They see with eschatological eyes. Remember that big word? Mm. It, it was seeing the present in the light of God's promised future. Mary's the most incredible prophet because she not only sees the present in the light of God's promised future, she says God's promised future has already been established. Mm. That's how sure she is that this promised future is going to be a reality. She sings about it as if it is a reality already. Yeah. So Mary says these things have already taken place. Now I wonder if, Dion, together with the listeners, we could reflect on this a little bit. What, Dion, do you think God's future looks like? What does it include? Remember, we did this again with the, the prophets. Name some of the things that God's future would include. I think certainly God's future would be a, a just future. In other words, uh, where no one has too much and no one has too little. I think certainly we, we say that it would be a, a, an inclusive future where God's love is shown equally to all, right. where there are no favorites, no big shots and little shots. Right. And so according to God's promised future, one day all people will have food to eat, have homes, have love, have a sense of well-being and justice, a sense of belonging, not be an outcast. And, uh, and that's what Mary sings. Here's a question, Dion. How much time do we spend, if that's what God's future is going to look like, how much time do you and I and those listening, how much time do we spend working for that future? Yeah, very little, are, I'd have to say, honestly. Are we, are, we empl- are we being employed for that certain future? Because it's going to come to pass because it's God's dream. It's God's will. It has to happen. That's right. So you and I are invited to be laborers for God's will mm. to, to happen. Even though as we, as we work for it today, it may not seem possible, 
but we know it's in God's promised future, and that's what Mary does. I want to I want to tell you one or two stories. So according to God's promised future, one day there's going to be this just and gentle future, and, and you and I are, are needing to spend our time working f- for that. And, uh, for example, I remember a 74-year-old woman, when she used to leave the service on Sundays, she used to shake my hand and hold on to my hand for as long as possible as she used to walk out the door. <laughs> and one day I went to visit her in the um, home where she was living, and she said, you know, Alan, have you noticed how I shake your hand? And I said, yes. And she says, well, I hope it doesn't bother you. And I said, no. She says, well, you know why I do it? And I said, no, tell me. And she said, well, yours is the only hand I get to hold all week. Hmm. And then she said to me, she said, you know, I, I go to the hairdresser twice a week. And I said, sure, yeah, your hair always looks, you know, beautiful. And she says, well, the reason I go is not for my hair. It's just to be touched. Sure. And so, Dion, there, there are people in this world who, who don't have hands to hold, mm. who are not touched in gentle and respectful ways. And in God's promised future, everyone will have a hand to hold and will be touched in gentle and respectful ways. And if we believe that, we need to live that now because it's God's promised future. And Mary is so sure about it, she sings about it in the past tense. Dion, if you don't believe guns have any place in God's future, then get rid of your gun now. Mm. Let everyone put down their gun now because it won't be allowed in God's promised future. If you believe everyone needs food to eat and a house to live in and a school, a good school to attend, then let's employ all our energies to build houses, to offer food and to provide education and health care to people now. That's what we're doing. That's God's dream. And we need to take courage from Mary, who was known as the God-forsaken, who realized that she was God-filled, and, and really trust that God wants to come into this world, not only to bless the, the lowest of the low, but the radicalness of Jesus' birth among us through Mary is that God comes to us through the Anawam. And here's the challenge, Dion. If you and I are struggling to see Jesus, if we're struggling to have an encounter with Jesus, just ask yourself this question. Have you hung around? Have you been in the presence of the outcasts? If you haven't, go and find the outcasts, whoever they may be. That may be that 74-year-old woman, maybe the poor, maybe the homeless. Go and hang out with them, and I promise you, Dylan, you will, you will see God come through them, because that's God's promise. If you are stirred by this message and would like to get in touch with us, please send us a text to plus two seven seven eight two seven eight five three hundred. For more audio and information on this series, please visit www.mannerandmercy.org. So what a wonderful promise that is, that uh, we will be able to find God and that we can find God amongst the least and the last and the lowly. And uh, I can say that's certainly been my experience in my own ministry and my own life's journey. And I know that that's Alan's experience as well. He's uh, just such a wonderful 
uh, colleague and friend to many and uh, a great blessing through his ministry and that of his church, the Central Methodist Mission. And as always, we would invite you to uh, engage with us. Um, yeah, just to mention that, um, as we've mentioned in a few episodes, that in large measure, these recordings are based on the Manor and Mercy uh, teaching course. And you can find more about that on mannerandmercy.org. And of course, you can contact Alan and I if you'd like to via our contact details in the show notes. So thanks for listening.